Hey there, everybody. This is Mr. P with Mr. P Explorers, and we are here for yet another episode of Mr. P's Tales from the Road, where I sit down, chat with you guys out there about things, urban exploration, and or whatever else comes to mind. Uh, today is a beautiful Tuesday, or maybe not so beautiful Tuesday here in Cleveland. It's a little cloudy and gloomy out, but uh, it's been a pretty good day, all things considered. Uh, I'm glad to be here with you guys right now to talk a little bit about some uh, some things that are near and dear to my heart today. Uh, one of the things that I love to talk with you guys about is my love for a certain city out there. Uh, maybe you've heard of it, a little place called Gary, Indiana. Uh, today's uh, discussion is going to talk a little bit about why why we go to Gary, you know, what's going on in Gary, what's Gary all about. Uh, those of you that have been there know that it is a very interesting place. It is a very interesting place with a lot of history, uh, but a lot of sadness and a lot of heartache, and it's going through a lot of stuff right now as we speak. Um, so the plan today is to kind of talk a little bit about, you know, what what what's the allure of Gary? Why go to Gary? Uh, when most people outside hear the word Gary... Uh, you know, when they hear the name of Gary, Indiana, they think one of two things. They either think about the Music Man, uh, the old musical, you know, Gary, Indiana, Gary, Indiana, that whole thing. Um, that's what comes to mind. Or they think of crippling crime and depression. Uh, one of those two things, maybe both, come to mind. Uh, a little bit of history on Gary for you guys. Um, it is a, a small city located in Lake County, Indiana. Uh, it's about 25 miles from downtown Chicago. Um, not a huge city, um, but back in the day, it was a very powerful city, a steel city. In fact, they called it the magic city because it was, you know, it worked all kinds of magic, bringing jobs and industry to the area. Uh, Gary itself was named after a lawyer of all things, a guy by the name of Albert Henry Gary, who happened to be the founding chairman of the United States Steel Corporation. Um, that town was basically built for the steel industry. It was it was built from scratch. Uh, its workers lived there, and anybody else who got hired by U.S. Steel eventually settled there, and it, it became this boom town. All right, uh, and it was like that for a very long time. Although uh, though it was a very diverse city, unfortunately, it did suffer from a lot of segregation. Um, there were certain sides of town, uh, depending on what you looked like, uh, you lived in that side of town and that was it. And, uh, you know, it, it, it caused some tension over a while, uh, it, it some serious tension, especially in the sixties and seventies. Uh, by the time the 1970s hit, you had some serious white flight going on in Gary. Um, the steel mills started to close. U.S. Steel started to pull out of Gary and other factories started to go as well. And anybody who could get out, got out. Uh, anybody who couldn't get out. Uh, who couldn't afford to get out and find jobs elsewhere uh, were stuck there with whatever opportunities were left, which was less and less by the year. So uh, by the 1970s, Gary was in steep decline. You know, by the 1980s, uh, thousands of people had left. Um, whole areas of town were left abandoned, uh, and that increased over the 90s and into the 2000s. All right. Um, it was known for these huge steel mills, and then the steel mills left, and, and all that, that, that they really had to cling to at that point was the fact that that, that was the birthplace of, of Michael Jackson and his family. Uh, so Gary Gary has seen better days, and if you've ever looked at pictures of, of Gary way back in the day, it was a beautiful town, beautiful city. Um, all that steel money was pumped into its schools, its public buildings, um, even its post office was insanely amazing. Um, we'll talk a little bit about the post office later. Um but, you know, unfortunately, uh, 
as of 2020, the town only has 69,000 people living in it. That's the, the huge area around it. Most of those people don't work in Gary. <laughs> they work in Chicago or the surrounding area. Um, just drastic population cuts and loss. Uh, and you know, they, even though they're trying right now to try to bring Gary back, there, there's a casino planned. There's all these different things they're trying to plan. It's hard to imagine that Gary will come back from that kind of nightmarish experience. Um, if there's ever a city that was murdered uh, in cold blood, it was Gary, Indiana. Uh, no other, no other Rust Belt city has the record. Not even Detroit got hammered as hard as Gary did throughout the whole uh, collapse of American industry in the 70s, 80s, and 90s. All right. Um, it's just one of those sad places. It's, it's definitely an example of, of what, what the worst-case scenario for a Rust Belt city could be. All right. Um, unemployment, huge. Decaying infrastructure, you know, sewer systems not working. Things just aren't connected anymore. There are whole uh, street blocks where the street lights are turned off, and they've just put up stop signs because they can't afford to keep the electricity going to, to run the stoplights. All right. Um, you drive down main, the main street. Uh, Broadway. You drive down Broadway, it's empty. Empty storefronts, boarded up, uh, collapsing buildings. I mean, just you name it. Uh, it's it's a ghost town. It's a sad, sad place, especially if you've seen pictures from back in the day. It was a crowded, thronging place full of people. All right. Um, according to the, to the to the info I was able to pull up, uh, it's pretty much estimated that nearly one-third of all the houses in the city are unoccupied or abandoned. And if you've ever driven through it, you know that's true. All right. Um Gary, though, for me, uh, it, it, it you know it's one of those legendary places. When I first started doing urban exploration, I had heard of Gary. Um, you know, people that I knew had been there, and like, oh, you gotta go to Gary. And and it, having been to Detroit and and growing up here in Cleveland, like I, I expected more of that. But when I got to Gary, I found that it was way more than that because the the amount of again the money the amount of money that was pumped into this place made it a grand place. So you're seeing these monumental buildings just in in states of decay. Um, where they're not like that everywhere else. So when I got to Gary, it, it really struck a chord with me historically. You know, here was this 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 powerful city. And in a way, uh, looking at Gary um, kind of got me thinking that you know this this is kind of where things are heading if our country doesn't fix itself and quick. Um, you know, the rest of the, the place is going down much slower. But Gary, yeah, Gary. Gary has a special place in my heart. Let's put it that way. Uh, we went to Gary, oh, I want to say in 2018, <clears throat> 2019. We went out there in the summertime, nice and hot. It was July, um, and we hit all the big ones. We hit the uh, the public auditorium that's now gone with the pink piano. If you guys are familiar with it, amazing place, uh, now gone. Um, we hit Horace Mann High School. We hit... Emerson High School. We hit the Palace Theater. We hit a bunch of places that were just well-known. Uh, and of course, we hit City Methodist Church, which if you've never been, it's kind of like a pilgrimage for urban exploration. If you've never been there, it's a place you want to go. Um, I can't explain it. Think of like think of like European ruins from medieval times. That's kind of what it looks like in the middle of this inner city uh, wasteland is this, this huge church. With the roof, roof is collapsed and you're walking around inside. It looks like something from medieval times. It's 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 incredible, and the stained glass is is partially still there. So it's it's a heck of a shoot. You take your camera in there, you could spend a couple hours there. Um, but when I got to Gary, I just I couldn't believe just the the the, the sheer amount of 
stuff there was to see there. And it had all been left. You know, a lot of these abandoned buildings still have remnants from when they were abandoned in the 80s. You see calendars from the 1980s, the 1990s. Things were left behind in apartment buildings that, that, that the people that lived there just took off and left this stuff. And it's, it's almost like a time capsule. Um, and I've been back now four times, four times since then. Um, to get different things, and each time, uh, each time I go, I realize I haven't even scratched the surface. There's just that much there. Um, you know, Gary, uh, even more than Detroit, Gary is just a, a a a a cautionary tale. It's a cautionary tale of what goes on when a corporation or a group of corporations decides, you know what, we're not going to pay our workers. We're going to leave and take our factories and go elsewhere where we can pay people less and leave this city holding the bag. And that's kind of what they did. Uh, even though U.S. Steel still has a plant or so there, there's still some industry there, it's not enough to cover the expenses of what's left behind. So um, I, I, I'm going to tell you guys a little couple of ventures of, of, of Gary today, some things we, we saw and did while we've been there over the different times we've, we've, we've experienced it. Um, Right away, you know that you don't necessarily belong there. Um, you come, you come in, and they, and they know what you're there for. They see your car with Ohio plates or Michigan plates or whatever. They know you don't, you don't belong there, um, and they are suspicious. Um, although I've never had any issues with anybody in Gary, they know what you're there to do. They know you're there to document. Uh, they see your cameras. They know why you're there. Uh, Urban explorers have been going there for years. Um, the cops there tend not to be fans, in fact, uh, of, of what we do. Um, the police are, fun, are, are very fond of, of ticketing people there. Uh, if you are caught in a place, they will ticket you because it's, it's money for the city. It's free money. Uh, for a while, they were trying to sell urban exploration passes that, you, that allowed you to go into any, any of the, 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 the city-owned buildings. Um, it was like $50 for a pass, which, uh, you know, why would you pay $50 for something you can do pretty much for free if you're careful? But that's what they were doing, all right? Um, they, they know why we're there. Um, but, I, you know, walking through that town... Again, it's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking because you can see the glory. You can see what it used to be decades ago. You can see the people all dressed up in their Sunday best, you know, walking the streets. You can see all the shops open. You can see cars everywhere. You can see all that in your mind. Um, you can see the department store that's downtown, you know, it's now a, a blown out wreck. You can see it in operation with people shopping there. You can see all of those things in your mind uh, if you, if you, just kind of stop for a minute and, 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 and use your imagination. It's all there. Um, we have met a few people in Gary, a few of the locals there. Um, there's, there's some bad stories and some good stories to this, but I'll start with the good one. All right. Uh, we were, we were uh, our first trip there, in fact. We were in front of the Palace Theater, which is right downtown. Uh, the Palace is a wreck. It's a sad wreck. It was a beautiful theater at one point. Um, the, the ceilings were painted to look like a night sky, and it was just it was an amazing place back in the day. If you can look up pictures of it on the internet, I highly suggest you do it. Look up the palace in historical. Oh, it's it's fantastic. But anyway, we were out front after having explored the inside of this, and we were getting outside shots from the street, and this little old lady comes walking along with a walker, 
you know, just kind of shuffling down the street. And she sees us out front, and she stops and asks us what we're doing. And we tell her, well, we're taking pictures. You know, we're taking pictures. We're documenting. Um, we come from out of state, and we do this everywhere. And she's like, oh, you guys, you too bad you couldn't have been here 50 years ago. This place was amazing. And she went on this whole storytelling spree explaining to us what it used to be like back in the day. You know, that her mom used to take her, her mama, her mama used to take her to the palace to, to watch the picture shows. And they used to do all these, and all, it just, this whole big story of what it was like back in the day from this little old lady. And she was so happy to tell us about it, almost like she was going back in time herself to explain what it was all about. So, um, we spent about an hour with her on the street there, just her telling us all about what used to be where and, and, and what stores used to be there and how she used to shop at the department store across the street and, uh, how her dad got a car at the, at the local dealership. Just all these different things were coming out. And and it was a great story to hear all these stories. But then at the same time, again, it also it breaks your heart. It kills you to know that, that, that this person, this, this woman who grew up in this town, saw it at its best and now is ending her life there at its worst. You know, watching your own hometown destroy itself, basically eat itself alive. This is what this lady has gone through. And you think to yourself, like, how, you know, could I do, could I deal with that if that were me? Like, you know, you live in a nice place now, but if you stayed there your whole life and by the end of, end of your life in your 80s or 90s, it's completely gone to smithereens and, 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 and you know, just destroyed, how would you handle that? Could you handle that? I'd have a hard time handling that. But, uh, but she was, she was like this, the, the, just the nicest old lady you could ever, you could ever meet. And, um, we, we we had a good time talking to her. Now, in Gary, we've also met some people that were not as fun to talk to. Um, again, the first week when we were there, we decided to get up at the crack of dawn, which is usually a good time to go exploring in a, in a place like Gary because nobody's awake. Uh, the streets are quiet. Uh, you can park anywhere and no one really notices that you're there. We went to go check out Horace Mann High School, which is this massive, massive old public high school, right? Uh, was once the pride and joy of Gary's education system. Gary City Schools, this this was the gemstone in their crown. All right, huge three, four-story school, um, huge gym, uh, a pool, just you, you, they had several gyms attached, you know, several side gyms, you know, just a huge place. Um, and we went there, and the sun had just come up. We had parked across the street uh, by the hospital there, and we had gone in and... Uh, Spent a long time, you know, several hours, just wandering through this high school, and never saw a single person. Never heard anybody. You know, didn't get any weird vibes. You know, there was nobody else there with us. We come out of the building after about maybe three hours of being there, and as we're going to our car, I'm packing my stuff up in the trunk. My girlfriend's putting her stuff in the car. Um, this car pulls up with tinted windows, kind of pulls up fast and pulls in front of my car, kind of like at an angle, like to block me off. And at that point, all my alarm bells started going off. I'm like, this, this, this cannot be good. What, what, like, where did this guy come from and why is he parked here? Because he came up quick. Like, he must have been watching from down the street. Don't know. Wasn't paying attention. But... You know, I told my girlfriend, get in the car now. And she's like, oh, what, what, what? I just, just do it. And I get in, and I put the key in the ignition, and I crank that thing, and I hit reverse, and I flew down that street backwards at probably 60 miles an hour. It was like some kind of crazy, you know, drifting scene from Fast and Furious, you know, something like that. I just, I did this crazy turnaround, and we flew out of there. I was going the wrong way, down a one-way street, but I wasn't going to find out what this guy wanted because 
tinted windows, black car. You know, it probably wasn't anything good, and I wasn't about to find out. Uh, so we got the heck out of there. Um, but those are the kind of things you, you, you could run into in Gary. When you go to Gary, it's very important to take a crew with you, a seasoned crew that's been, you know, with you on a different adventures. You want to be, you want to stay close to each other. You want to just keep track of what everybody's doing because you never know who might be in those buildings at any point in time. You don't know. It could be crackheads. It could be uh, fellow adventurers and explorers, photographers. It could be scrappers. It could be any number of different, you know, local kids, gang members, who knows? Um, you want to make sure that you're you're close together. So if you have to beat a, a hasty retreat, you are good to go. Nobody wants to get caught with their pants down, so to speak, in, in a place like Gary. So, um, other stories. Uh, just recently, we were there. About a month ago, we were in Gary. Uh, I had a, a chance to meet up with uh, a friend of mine from St. Louis who who drove up to St. Louis to Gary, and another friend of ours that we had been talking to from South Bend, Indiana. And we met up there and uh, spent a weekend exploring. We uh, went into one of the other uh, high schools there that is that is slated for demolition very very soon. Lou Wallace High School. Um, it, it unfortunately is slated to go down probably by the end of this month. So any any day now. I'm sure they'll be setting up equipment and uh, bringing in bulldozers and all that stuff. Uh, we managed to get it a couple weeks before the end. So, But in any case, we went to Lou Wallace High School, and uh, first day we were there on a Saturday morning, and we, we got in early. Uh, we, <laughs> Of course, we found the hardest way to get in when there was an easier way that we didn't know about. We climbed through this little, uh, basically where a vent had been kicked out of a, of a side room. We climbed through the, the, the frame of the vent, and... Uh, if you guys have ever seen me, you probably didn't know, don't know this, but I'm I'm a big dude, and squeezing through there was not fun at seven in the morning. But we managed to get in, and we spent a long time just kind of walking the halls and and checking things out, and, and trying to get as much as we could documented because this place is going to be gone. It's going to be there will be no second time to come. Um, we spent a lot of time there wandering the halls, and as we were in the main gym, we start hearing barking. Like loud, raucous, like 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 barking from dogs. And I was like, it's got to be outside. Somebody's got to have dogs in their yard. Someone's got to have something going on here. Um, so I guess let's you know. But it, it, it sounds like it's coming from inside almost. It was it was that close. So we went searching for what was you know where these dogs were, and what do we find in a locked classroom? But two pit bull puppies that someone had had stranded there, like with their with their leashes. Right with their, you know, with their collars on, somebody had abandoned these two puppies in this locked classroom. These dogs could not get out. They'd probably been there for a few days. They were looking very hungry. They had, uh, you could see their ribs. Um, someone had left these poor dogs to die in this building, which is horrible. You know, any number of scenarios it could have been. It could they could have been uh, bait dogs for 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 dog um, for dog fights, which sadly happens a lot in Gary. There are dog fights. Uh, not just in Gary, but it's it's a way to make money. It's a betting game. Um, they use these poor puppies as bait for older dogs to hunt and kill, which is barbaric. But you know, it's what it is. Uh, it, it, who knows? But any in any case, these dogs had been abandoned there. They've been left behind to fend for themselves, and it was obvious they couldn't. They couldn't get out of the room. So you know, as soon as we showed up, it was a whole different ball game. They started wagging their tails, and um, luckily, a, a great ending to the story. We were able to get our our our, uh, our our friend from South Bend, who 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 has done this before, who has rescued dogs, who in fact has rescued a dog, another pit bull from a different school in Gary, um, was able to get a hold of 
friends of hers who could come pick the dog up, the dogs up, uh, came and met us and took the dogs and was able to get them to a shelter. And the last time I had heard, at least one of them had been adopted. I don't know about the second one, but they had been taken someplace safe, fed, uh, cared for, and, and hopefully adopted. So that was a cool end of the story for that. But uh, it, it was a crazy morning. It kind of put a, a strange crimp in our plans to explore because, you know, for about an hour we were trying to figure out what to do with these dogs. Um, luckily it all turned out okay. Um, but, you know, we, we wound up exploring the rest of the building. We met up with friends of ours from Milwaukee who also met us there. It was a great, it was a great weekend full of cool stories. Hopefully I'll tell some more of those stories later on or, or in another show. We'll see. Um, I, you know, I, I have, uh, I, I've explored a, a, a good deal of Gary now. Uh, most of the main spots that are there. Um, the post office is an amazing place. Uh, it, it's this huge open area full of woodblock flooring and just, just, you could tell it was built in like the 1930s during the WPA. It had the, it has WPA written all over it. Okay. Um, you know, the 1930s, that kind of stuff. It, it just this massive building. Uh, a lot of the roof is gone because a lot of the roof was skylight. Uh, and that's all gone now. But um, it's this weird situation here where you've got light coming down, you've got these wood blocks, but you also have like 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 moss and trees growing through the floor. It's this bizarre uh, situation of entropy when you walk into this place. But uh, it just it's it's totally amazing to go there. All right, um, where else have we been? Let's see. Well, on top of of, of City Methodist, of course. Um, just a lot of the different schools. Uh, one of the sad things, I, I guess I, another story I can tell you guys about Gary here. Um, one of the buildings that I love to explore, I've been there three times now, is Emerson High School. Um, Emerson is probably also on the chopping block. Um, we'll talk about the chopping block here in a minute. But uh, Emerson High School, another old, old school, probably almost 100 years old, if not a little older than that. Um, just just ransacked you know it's 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 completely tagged up all the windows are broken out you can hop in through any entrance not even an attempt to board it up it's just this this shell of a building with a ton of stuff left behind uh you know books rotting in hallways and just it's, it's awful um but one of the things that I, I i found out when i i came to this place was that uh there had been a girl who had been murdered in that building only a few years before um, her cousin, of all people, had murdered her in the gym. In the gym, right? Lured her in. Oh, yeah, we'll go explore an abandoned building. Brought her here from, from I believe, from Chicago and uh, and murdered her. Killed her. Left her to strangle her and left her dead on the floor. All right? And uh, I didn't even know that, but I, for some reason, there's just a vibe about the gym in Emerson. You feel a sadness there. It's, it's a very heavy... Uh, sadness. Uh, you you knew even before that something had, had 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 gone wrong there. Something was not right about that particular area of the building. It just it just felt heavy and and wrong and sad. And when I found out that this girl had been murdered and left there dead, just her body left behind like a sack of garbage by this by this monster, right? I I I, I that's I think like, this is there you go. That's 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 where the feeling is coming from. Um. And then I found out more that it happened in other schools in Gary. They are basically dumping grounds for bodies at this point, which is is hard to deal with. It's it's a it's 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 a horrible situation. Um, they're the perfect place to, to leave, you know, to do a crime and leave somebody because nobody goes there. The police don't go into those places to just wander around and search. Nobody goes there except for people like me and you, <laughs> people who have cameras who want to see this stuff. We're the ones that stumble upon 
these these poor individuals. Um, it was another elementary school we found out. A, a girl had come from, I want to say, again, from Chicago to buy weed from somebody in Gary. And these two kids, basically these two 15-year-old kids, shot her, dragged her body into this elementary school and left her there and basically covered her up with an old athletic mat. You know, like the mats wrestlers use, right, in gym class, that kind of thing. They, they, they covered her in that and left her there, took her stuff and left. And left her to, left her to die, left her to rot there shot her um what was the what was the most horrible about that situation i mean that's horrible in itself but the fact that when we were at that gym a month ago the drag marks from her feet were still in the dust from the year before so you could actually see the drag marks of where they had dragged this poor girl in and left her there uh it was horrible it's a horrible experience to, to think about um, and, and to make matters worse, all of the coroners and all of the people that were, had been there had left like gloves behind and things, you know, like the, the, the forensic stuff, like they had left a whole ton of stuff behind there. So it was really, it was real. It was a real solid visceral thing to go through as you're standing there shooting the gym. You're realizing this, this girl was, was, was left here to die to, to, to just as, a, as nothing to these people. So you know that's one of the, the the downsides of exploring in a place like Gary is this stuff happens all the time and you don't know you know and I, I to this day I'm wondering when my time's going to be up when am I going to be the one to stumble upon a, a dead body you know when is it going to happen statistically it's got to happen right to any one of us that's out there exploring it's going to happen somebody's going to come across a dead body um not looking forward to that day you know just just ugh, not even looking forward to it but um those are the kind of things that that did happen, you know, in Gary. Uh, one more story here, I'll tell you guys. This is this is more of a of, of a happy story, I guess. Not not really a happy story, but a, a kind of a normal story. Um, we were able to explore the elementary school where Michael Jackson went to school. Um, I'm not going to tell you the name of it, just to keep the place from getting ransacked even further than it is. But it, it was it was this this kind of this open concept '70s style school with skylights and big open rooms and no real like big hallways. Everything was kind of connected with like just you know pods and rooms and typical 1970s school structure. Um, we we called it Hee Hee Elementary, you know, you know after Michael Jackson's famous Hee Hee, right? Hee Hee Elementary. Um, but this place was kind of cool because people had painted different paintings of Michael Jackson, like doing the moonwalk and like all these different urban art uh, situations were set up there. And the place had a happy feel to it. Of, of all things, you know, in an abandoned building, usually happy isn't what you get. But in this school, that energy of happy was kind of still there. The sun was coming through all the windows. Uh, you didn't feel sad, really. Um, I mean, it, it wasn't in great shape, but it wasn't in horrible shape. And you didn't feel that sadness that you usually feel when you're in an abandoned school. Um, it felt like the energy of those kids was still there with you, kind of infused into the walls, if that makes sense. But um, it was kind of a neat place to go and realize, that, you know, for whatever his faults and whatever the issues this guy had, this is where Michael Jackson, the king of pop, went to elementary school. This is where he got his big start, you know. This is where he was at. So uh, there's that. But uh, uh, I want to talk about what's going on in Gary right now, though. Um if you guys have been to Gary lately, you've probably noticed that there is a whole hell of a lot less of it. Uh, last year, we lost Civic Auditorium, all right, which, again, is, is where the famous Pink Piano was located. Um, 
It wasn't the entire place because most of that place had burned down years ago. But what was left was basically the giant lobby with the stairwells and all of that with the with the piano left behind. All right. Um, that got torn down last year. It got it, it, kind of out of nowhere. People were like, what? Really? They tore that down? And it's it's gone. It's basically a grassy field now. But ever since then, the rate of demo has gone through the roof in Gary. All right. Places where you would never... Uh, expect, you know, these places will be here forever, right? Well, now, all of a sudden, things are going down like crazy. You know, Lou Wallace is next. They tore down Jefferson Elementary. Um, Gary Screw and Bolt, which is this amazing, giant, abandoned factory out on the outskirts of town uh, with amazing urban art. These, it's, it's basically an ar- urban art gallery, uh, kind of a museum to urban art uh, of different, you know, different people that have come from all over is getting torn down. Uh, we were just there uh, again last month, and we went to hit this place last, and the uh, the whole whole section of it was just rubble. You know, all the earth movers were there, and the uh, the backhoes and all that stuff. They were tearing it down, uh, and it's kind of weird for me to realize that the shots that I the, the few shots that I got there on that evening before I left were probably the last ones I'll ever get. That's the last look I'll ever get at that place, which saddens me because it's it's a place that I love to go to. It's a, it's a neat it's a neat place. Um, but that's going down. Uh, there are basically 14 schools that have been bought or sold to the, the bought by or sold to the, the city, um, with the intent to demo. And, uh, here's the thing. Um, the new mayor of Gary, a messing around. Okay. This guy, uh, is hardcore wanting to get rid of the blight. He wants to tear down all the old buildings. He wants to get rid of all the the unsound buildings, the the bandos that we go into so often. All right, he wants it all gone. Um, the schools are just the beginning. He's torn down huge stretches of of Broadway, downtown Broadway, where all these old stores uh, have been left behind. They're all gone, uh, and in their place, they've built what they call affordable housing. Okay, affordable housing in that it's cheap and it's easy to build and it ain't going to last more than 50 years. All right, houses like that. Uh, prefab stuff, they threw up garbage basically uh, to, to say that they're putting up something new. Right, This is progress in Gary. We're going to tear down the historical buildings that we maybe could have done something with and we're going to destroy that history and we're going to put up cheap, crappy, pardon my French, but shitty housing. All right, that's what's going up there. Um, and some of that is already there in, in, you know, on Broadway, if you drive down Broadway uh, and more is coming. Um, like I said, Lou Wallace has weeks, maybe even days left before they start demoing that as of, as of this recording. Um, this guy even wants to go after city Methodist, which kills me because that is a landmark. That's almost like in the urban exploration community, City Methodist is almost kind of like a mecca. Like you know, when you go, when you're if you're if, if you're a Muslim and you go on Hajj, right? You go you go on your pilgrimage to the Middle East and you go to Mecca. That's kind of like going on Mecca. It's going to Mecca and seeing like the heart of it all. City Methodist is well known around the world as one of the the premier, you know, have to see urban exploration sites. I mean, it's kind of like almost a, silly as it is. It's a tourist spot almost. Um, so. You know, uh, he wants to tear it down. He wants to get rid of it. Um, this guy, you know, his name is Jerome Prince, and you know, he he actually went to Lou Wallace, so he kind of has a vested interest in getting rid of this building. It, it, it must piss him off that his alma mater is in such horrible shape. So maybe that's what he's doing. Um, now, the reason why this is happening, my best bet. All right, since since COVID hit, 
all of these cities like Gary are getting tons of free federal money to, to, to deal with blight and to, to try to hopefully bring back the economy of these places. So they are on a rampage right now. And you're seeing it not just in Gary. You're seeing it in Cleveland. You're seeing it in Detroit, St. Louis, uh, probably to another extent, a smaller extent in Chicago, Buffalo. All of these places that we would normally explore in are seeing a huge demo blitz going on right now because they now have money to spend on it. Uh, in Cleveland, we lost Victorine last year. Victorine was another cool factory, which I'll, I'll you know, maybe I'll tell a story about that another time. Um, so much stuff is getting torn down. But in Gary, they are on a tear. This guy is on a rampage. Now, I get it, right? From from his perspective, all right, from his perspective, he's a mayor. He's got to do this kind of stuff. He's got to bring his town back to life all right he's got the money to do it he's got the ability to tear down some of these buildings where people could get hurt he doesn't want liability he doesn't want anybody to get to sue the city so it makes sense for him to tear this stuff down i get it but it kills me as a photographer it kills me as a historian it kills me as an urban explorer that these places will be gone forever that'll be it no more <laughs> it's gone um and if you don't get to it well too bad for you you know, that's kind of the situation. This guy uh, is aggressively destroying what's left of Gary to rebuild it in some new modern image. We don't really know what the plan is yet, um, other than they have a casino there now. I don't know how that's going to do any good, but, you know, that's a whole other story. I can tell you right now, living in Cleveland, Ohio, our casino was supposed to fix all of our problems, and it didn't at all really do anything. But Gary's probably the same way. You know they're they're putting all their money on this casino and bringing bringing jobs from that. And it's it's not going to do the trick. Um, you can put up all the affordable housing you want, but if you have no jobs uh, there for people to move in and 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 live in those houses, then what what's the point? You know. But this guy is on a tear, and I don't see it stopping. So if you're planning on getting to Gary, I highly recommend you go soon, like this winter. Because I'm sure next spring, all of those schools are in the crosshairs. You know, Edison High School's going down. Uh, you know, a whole bunch of them. I, I, I don't have my list on me. I could read off to you guys which ones are in the, in the targets. Um, but a bunch of the little elementary schools are, are targeted. It's, uh, it's not going to be pretty. There's not going to be much left of Gary. Um, Gary's going to look like every other Rust Belt city that's had all of its bandos removed. Um, it's going to be a non, a non, you know, a non-target, a non-place to go, very soon. So again, if you're going to do that, I would highly recommend you put your plans in now. Even like in the next month or two, get out there and see what's to see, because who knows what next year's going to bring? We just don't know, you know. So, but anyway, I get it. I do like having having grown up in Cleveland. I get. I get the need to redesign your your Rust Belt city. Um, Cleveland got its ass kicked in the eighties, nineties. It just it got its ass obliterated uh, economy wise. I, we, it took a long time to crawl back out of the sludge of of of, of the EPA nightmare that was the seventies and eighties in Cleveland. And we're finally there. You know, we're finally almost back up to where we want to be. Uh, things are going really well, but it, it took a lot of demo, and it's not done yet. So I understand where they're coming from, but oh man, it's killing me to watch. It's killing me to watch. All right. Um, one other quick story I'll tell you about Gary. I totally forgot about this one, and it had to do with uh, a near escape from uh, from getting probably an expensive trespassing ticket. 
Uh, this happened the second time we were there. I'll tell you this last story, and then I'm going to be out of here. Um, but I want to mention this last story. We spent an entire weekend uh, in, between Chicago, and then we came down to Gary for a day to explore some stuff in Gary. It was our last place of the day before we left for home, hopped down the turnpike, and went back, you know, I-90 all the way to Cleveland, you know, the five-hour drive. The last place. Uh, it was a little elementary school, a little a little crap box of an elementary school. All right? Um, I'm not going to say the name of it, but... Uh, not a very big place, you know, not even a very exciting place, just one of those places you want to, you want to check off the list, right? It's there. Why not check it out? We went, uh, with a person from Chicago, uh, who was with us and we pulled up and parked on the side street, right where this, this place was. And she said, well, yeah, there's a window. We can crawl right through the window over there. And I, you could see the window from the street, but the problem is it was already like three in the afternoon, four in the afternoon, um, this is May, so you know it's still getting dark out. It's still dark out relatively early, so the sun was already starting to slowly go away, um, and there were neighbors out. Now, I don't know about you guys, but as an urban explorer that's been doing this a while, um, when there are neighbors out around the building you're trying to get into, and they're 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 actively like watching you, probably not the best idea to attempt an entry with that going on. You probably just you know count your losses and get the hell out of there. Um, but she's like, no, they don't care. It's Gary. They they don't care. So you know, stupidly, I'm like, okay. So we we go and we climb in, you know, in, in view of everybody. And we're probably there about 10 minutes. 10 minutes. And we hear outside, whoop, whoop, whoop. We hear the, 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 the whooping of a, of a police cruiser circling the building. And we hear from the loudspeakers, come on out. We know you're in there. We, we know you're in there. Come on out. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> so what to do, what to do? Well, Here's the thing. We knew, I knew, that they did not know we were in there. They had not seen us come in. They probably had gotten a call from one of the neighbors. They had no clue if anyone was in the building or not. So what we did is we hid in the darkest possible corner we could find. Darkest room, boarded up, and we hunkered down. And these guys drove around the school maybe three or four times. You could hear them outside. You could hear the car. They were on the grass. They were actually driving on the grass of this abandoned school, you know, slowly, you know, telling us to come out i told everybody look look, they don't know we're in here they have no clue that we're in here they're just going on a call they came 15 minutes after we had gone in there's no way they saw us there was nobody around no cops um now as we were in this room i could actually hear somebody kind of i could hear tinkling glass as he he peeked through the window you could probably see i could see him in my mind's eye with a flashlight looking back and forth through the hallway to see if there's anybody there Uh, and eventually it got quiet and we still stood there in this dark corner for 10 minutes in this in this nasty, wet, grimy classroom. And finally, I'm like, all right, I'm going to go take a look. And I tiptoe through the grime, which is very hard to do in a bando, if you know what I'm talking about, because it makes a whole hell of a lot of noise. No matter what you step on, it makes noise. Go to the window, nobody there. All right, we make a beeline for the other side of the building. We look around outside, nobody, we hop out a window, and we walk around the block back to our car. We're getting out of Dodge. Um, and as we're getting into our car, one of the neighbors that probably had called in on us was standing there watching us, and I'm just waving at him like, hey, <laughs> it's just us. And the guy, like, basically was just fuming, like, we had, we had gotten away with this. Um, we got in our car and left. But, you know, that's, that's just another example of, of, of how it goes in Gary. The cops are not going to care that much because they don't know who's in that building if anybody they don't know if we're 
you know, dealing drugs. They don't know if we're scrappers. They don't know if we're tweaking out. They have no idea what we're going to do. They don't want to deal with it unless it's a serious issue. They're not going to come in. All right, so last fun little story from Gary there, but uh, some adventure stories there for you. Hopefully you enjoyed those. Um, I'm sure we'll be going back to Gary at some point. I want to go back at least one more time here before the end of the year and kind of see how things are, are, are going. Um, but of course, we'll we'll report back and let you know how things go. Um, hopefully, we're off to Detroit next week. We'll see. But uh, that's all I've got for tonight. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, if you did, by all means, subscribe to the channel, uh, pass it along, hit like, all those good things. All right, follow along, and of course, stay tuned for our next episode. Until then, as always, this is Mr. P telling you to keep on exploring wherever you go, document everything, and have a hell of a good night out there wherever you happen to be. This is Mr. P signing off.